Sam Blum. He's from The Athletic, and he's a friend of the pod. And he had an incredible interview with Barry Enright, the Angels' new pitching coach. Johnny, it made me want to run through a wall for this guy. And so we're going to share what he shared about the pitching staff and the Angels organization. Hold on to your butts. This is really good. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, Come on over to the YouTube uh, side and leave us a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more with FanDuel. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Uh, $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the First Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, you know, the Spotify Wrapped came out the other day, and we've got a ton of great Lockdown Everydayers who shared theirs with us. In fact, we heard from James Russell Barton. We heard from Matthew Lamb, and we also heard from Roberto Izzy on Twitter. They shared their... Uh, Spotify wrapped with us and and so many minutes listened to Locked on Angels. And so we're grateful to those three and grateful to everybody who shared their Spotify wrapped with us so far. And if you haven't done so already, share it with us. Share it on Twitter. Share it with us on Instagram and we'll repost it and give you a little shout out on the show. On today's show, Mike, Barry Enright, the new pitching coach who, you know, we were pretty excited about considering he came over from the Diamondbacks. He's worked under Brent Strom, who's widely considered probably the best pitching coach in the league, uh, he sat down with Sam Blum of the Athletic for a little Q and A. Is is the is the ban lifted, Mike? There's no ban on <laughs> Sam is back in the circle, <laughs> the circle of trust. The circle of trust. <laughs> well, it's not just Sam either. None of the coaching staff was able to talk to the media last year. I yeah. have a feeling that Ron Washington is not going to make that a thing. I think that oh, he's going to sure. let his staff talk to the media, but. He was candid in the interview, talked about yeah. his own process and his perspective on on his career, the team struggles. He discussed, you know, the Angels pitchers on an individual level, gave some insights into what he believes will get them to reach their full potential. So he fired us up. We thought we'd go through the article, kind of break it down a little bit and really kind of reiterate the parts that I think are going to make a, a, a an impact and a difference in 2024. So why don't you get us started? Let's start with what Barry had to say about the hiring process. Here's a quote from him. He said, it happened really fast. They called me on a Thursday. I came in on a, on a Friday morning, sat down with Perry, Wash, Advanced Scouting Director John Pratt, and Research and Development Director Michael Lord. Uh, Barry said that Perry was awesome, told me, I want you to be yourself. Mm. I've heard a lot of really great things. Don't tell us what you think we want to hear. I love mm -hmm. that. Tell us who you are and what you want to do coming in. I think that that's a good sign, a good indication, John, that Perry is willing to let his coaches coach and something that we've we've talked often about on this show Perry's finding his guys mm -hmm. and in essence 
Washington is his guy and Washington's finding his guys and getting coaches that align with the philosophy that Perry's trying to achieve mm. with this team, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I think this whole article and we'll get into a little bit more, but the whole article screamed to me that the angels analytic department and also the front office, like realize the, the air of their ways in the sense yeah. that they were they were giving all this good information and and the way it was being used was like this is what you have to do and when barry came in and we'll talk about it in a second started having great conversations with everybody and they all kind of realized like yeah i think we did too much yeah and yeah part of that i think is i'm not sure they trusted the staff that they had last year i think Agreed. this line that we want you to be yourself and don't tell us what you think we want to hear it just goes to show that this is this is the that's what you want to hear from this front office is like yeah. we want Barry to 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 have a mission and to have a goal and to have a, a thesis statement, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's what I loved what Barry said. He said, "Coaching is pure servant leadership. It's mm. all about developing relationships and seeing it through their eyes and drawing from experiences that you've had in your playing career." Barry mm. also said, "I think the biggest thing." is the timing of when to give players the nuggets that they need and what they can and can't handle. And again, That's something good. along the lines of analytics and traditionalism in baseball working hand in hand. We talked about that with the Diamondbacks. We talked about that with the Rangers. He said he spoke about the relationships that he's had with each players and and how he sees them as players, but also sees them as individuals and mm -hmm. said that was probably the biggest thing for me on the coaching side. And that's what he enjoys the most is knowing them as players, but also knowing them as friends and helping the players understand that his phone is, is always open to them. Send a text message, make a phone call. His right. door is always open to them. He said his goal as a staff and as a staff person is to help create a culture, a culture that has the players being a part of driving the bus. I love that. Uh, on the X's and O's side, getting into the game play kind of stuff, he said he probably had about 10 hours to do a deep dive into the Angels staff. He said, as a whole, with the staff, you can see the picture that was being displayed the last few years. They were around sixth in swing and miss, mm -hmm. but the pitchers were around 20th in strikeout percentage. Mike, what a disparity there, yeah, right? Interesting. They, they can get guys to swing and miss, but they're not striking out those guys. So it's almost like you're using your your best weapon too soon he said yeah there's a disconnect between the strikeout percentage and the swing and miss that they were creating and then you go look at the counts they were 20th in first pitch strikes and 16th in one and one strikes and barry said for me an extremely important part of my philosophy is dominating counts and the race to two strikes oh where where we Amen. Where have we heard man. that before? Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe from the horse's mouth itself with Davis Daniel. Like his yeah. whole approach is, yeah. I got a race to two strikes, and so this is very encouraging that right. Barry wants to bring that philosophy to the major league club because apparently it's something that you know they're practicing in the minors, but not at the major leagues last year. Yeah, um, yeah. He said that gives you the ability to use that miss that you're creating. He went through the same thing with the Diamondbacks uh, two years ago. They were using the high-speed video cameras, and all the pitch shapes and shiny tools that are there for you are valuable, mm -hmm. but you got to choose those things and forget that you're still 
on the mound or you chase those things sometimes and forget that you still have a game to play Yeah, and you have to go out there and get that guy out that day. So they, they got real caught up in pitch shapes and how this pitch flies in and really missed out on the opportunity to get guys out. So that race to two strikes philosophy, I'm all for it. Yeah, and he did speak about the starters, and we'll talk through what he said about some specific starters in the next segment. But he said, I saw Reed, Canning, and Sandoval having two or three different sliders, mm. a few different breaking balls, a cut slider. He said Detmers had more of a sweeper at times that blended in with his true slider and sometimes blended down to what the curveball looked like. It seemed like there was a lot of experimentation Johnny and mm -hmm. that's something that you and I have addressed with Matt Wise and suddenly Detmers has now got a whole different philosophy when it comes to what he's going to do on the mound and he said the experimentation without the potential of them understanding that you still need to get 0-1 and be 1-2 in mm -hmm. the count right and that's something that we noticed all season long gosh he is speaking right to my fan heart here. You're kidding. He said, dominate the race to two strikes. That's what we want to do. I think that there is a lot of upside to the pitch development things that they did. It's just getting back to the basics. Boring, fundamental <laughs> baseball, right? Indeed. We're just yes. going to keep saying that over and over and over again. He said, that's my job, getting to know these guys even better than they know themselves. And I'm also going to ask the catchers as well to know these pitchers. He said the catcher is extremely valuable yeah. in those situations to be able to be their best self for those pitchers. It's hard to peg what his true philosophy is. He was talking about like how he approaches things. He says, because I see pitching as an art with a blend of science, I would mm. like us to be more data informed than data driven. I love, mm. I love that quote, Johnny. Absolutely. And I get what he's saying in terms of it being an art because it art is kind of happening in front of you, whether it's a performance or a painting or a song or whatever, like it's, yeah. it's happening in front of you and yeah, you can get technical and you can, you can be the best singer in the world. But when it comes to performance time, you got to remember all that stuff, but then, mm -hmm. then you got to put on a good show, right? Mike and, and putting on a good right. show in, in baseball is, you know, going six, seven innings and racing to two strikes and getting right. guys out. So I think that's really uh, 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 encouraging to hear from Barry Enright. And boy, are we desperate for a good show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we desperately need a good show. Come on, Angels. I loved, I, I loved what Barry had to say in this first segment. So good. I, I'm looking forward to the part where he talks about the, the relationships, and we'll get into that yeah. in just a minute because Barry Enright specifically addresses Detmers, Canning, and Tyler Anderson – how they can all improve. Uh, we're going to share that plan. We do appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen every single day. But coming up, we'll get into what he had to say about some of the starting pitchers in the Angels rotation. We're talking about that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Now, if there's a locked on everydayer that has participated in FanDuel and perhaps has won because you put a $5 money line bet down and you got $150, bucks, would you reach out to us? I would yeah. love, I would love to tell your story because we've heard so many good things from FanDuel's side saying they've had so many locked on everydayers jump on and participate so absolutely thanks for supporting those that are supporting us and if you have reached out if you have gone on FanDuel we would love to hear about it and if you haven't yet 
Now's a good time to jump in. It's a really easy app to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you don't know about any of that, it explains all of that and how to get involved in the betting system. So $5 money line bet. When it wins, you'll win 150 bucks. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can be a part of the NFL season this season in a very specific way. You can win some money. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Of course, it's Locked On Angels, where we're here Monday through Friday just for you talking about your favorite team. Everydayers, don't forget that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories in sports across every single league with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows like Locked on MLB, Locked on NBA, all of the national shows that you can get into are there for you on Locked on Sports Today. So head on over to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and be part of the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. We're teasing out the conversation that Sam Blum had on The Athletic with Barry Enright, the Angels' new pitching coach. And uh, Barry has already spoken to a few of the starting pitchers, Johnny. Detmers, Canning, he chatted with Sandoval. He said he's going to talk a little bit later to Silseth. He even had a conversation with Ohapi and with Max Stassi, which is really great that they're going to get the catchers on board with all of this. He said they haven't gotten into the X's and O's yet, but they have started their throwing program. On Reed Detmers, Barry said this, and this got me really fired up. He said, with seeing Detmers, that guy... We're going to make him into a star. I knew this would fire you up. <laughs> he said, I have full confidence. That guy has the ability to be a star. Left-handed pitcher, great velocity, ability to spin the baseball. Here's what I really loved about this, Johnny. It comes into consistency, command, and knowing himself better than anyone else. We've talked about this on the show. When suddenly he had an outing where he was pitching to contact instead of swinging and missing, and he looked terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who suggested that, right? And there was a lot of conversations around that. This is really important for me as a fan of Reed Detmers, that he is consistent. He know he has command of himself, but he knows himself better than anyone else so that he can say, that's not who I am, bro. That's not what I do. That's not how I throw, right? And so Barry continued. He said he needs to be able to pump strikes and get ahead of guys. There's times watching righties, his inability to throw the breaking ball under the zone or into the chase counts. Once he got into two strike counts, a lot of arm side misses, things mm. like there's pieces throughout the delivery that I think that could be sharpened up that are very, very easy. He's kind of a stiff mover and he's a short strider and he uh, kind of cuts himself off at mm. times. Isn't this, it, it doesn't this just sound so good? Like it sounds like the Rays are talking or it sounds like the Dodgers are talking, right? Like they, 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 they figured these things out. This is, this is uh Brandon Marsh going to the Phillies and they're going, Oh, here's what's wrong with this swing. This yeah. is what it sounds like. Right here. Here's the thing. Like I feel bad in one sense that we have been so unkind in terms of his job, Matt wise, like, like I would never be unkind to him, the person. Yeah. Um, but Matt Wise never really had a chance to even speak about what they're doing with the pitchers. Sure, sure. Obviously, we think that he wasn't very good at the job that was given to him, right? Uh, at the same time, none of the media could talk to the coaching staff. So yeah. 
Wise never really had a chance to defend himself or say things like this. Now, the difference I see here is that Barry Enright has a plan of action and he can yeah. he can look at these guys and go, oh, you know what? Reed, Reed's not following through all the way or he's not doing this or he's not doing that. Short starter, and, and, yeah. Right, and to me, Matt Wise is the kind of guy who's like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> and, and that might not be fair. Like, sure. It, it, sure. It, but it's simply on a virtue of he couldn't get results out of these guys. Yeah. He couldn't talk to the media. So he yeah. never got a chance to explain what he was doing. And Mike, number three, he was kind of thrown into the role because they never True. hired anybody else to be the pitching coach. So what I, what I'm getting at here is that we've said it way before the season even ended. There are guys out there who look at the angels and go, Man, if I could just get my hands right. on pitchers like Reed Detmers and right. Griffin Canning, I could get the most out of those guys. And that's what Barry Enright seems like he's here to do, right? Yeah, yeah. He said he was extremely impressed with Griffin Canning. He told Perry and Wash that in interviews. He said he watched Griff throw against the Diamondbacks, and uh, he gave up a few runs in the first two or three innings. And then he went six. And at 120 pitches, and he said he gutted it out and kept them in the ball game. And his response was takes a bunch of balls to be able to do that to keep your team <laughs> in the game. Uh, he said he showed a lot of heart, and and I think there's a lot to build off when he is talking about Griffin Kenning. He said there's some slider locations to riders that we'll dig into with him. He does a lot better against lefties. Burying that thing under for uh, two strikes in two-strike counts. He said to righties, he leaves a lot over the plate, hmm. which plays a little into the lack of of swing and miss when it comes to Griffin Canning approach and his approach to right-handed batters. It's funny because it, you almost think that the splits are reversed there, right? Yeah. It seems like lefties yeah. had the advantage uh, uh, against, against uh, righties, but not in this case, because Canning's doing some stuff right there. Mike, the just Barry's observation of like, man, he really gutted out yeah. getting, getting to six innings after, you know, he kind of blew up in the beginning of the start and and that's something about Griffin Canning is he that you and I have pointed out. I think you've pointed it out more than me is if he even if he does struggle, he still gets you through mm -hmm. six and does mm -hmm. his best to save the bullpen. And yeah, it might be a taxing outing, but uh, and and it might not be a winning outing, but at least he gets through the amount of innings that you need him to get through, and he can settle in and figure it out. I'm encouraged that Barry Enright could notice that about him. And yeah. I think it takes a, a lot. Like you said, it takes a lot of guts to get through something like that. And then finally on Tyler Anderson, he spoke about uh, he's got a great changeup and it needs to be good. But the more you overexpose that changeup, the more you throw it earlier in games, you're not going to get deep into a game because guys have seen it already and you're not Do fooling anybody. Doesn't that make sense why he struggled so much? Right? Yeah. It, it makes sense now because he's overexposing his best pitch and he doesn't have a repertoire, or at least he's not aware of how to use his pitches well, he was to mixing be able it. to dominate. He was mixing it with the fastball and the changeup and yep. trying to get guys to be out in front of the changeup after seeing the fastball. So he was using it like a weapon way too often and way too early rather than putting it below the zone like you and I talked mm -hmm. about. He said, if you have two out, nobody on, and you throw the changeup five times to the three-hole hitter in the first inning just to get a strikeout, you're going to be struggling in the seventh inning when you want to throw it Brilliant. with two outs and the yeah. bases loaded. I love yeah. that. He's going to be relying more on deception and everything looks the same, uh, or in everything looking the same, I should say, uh, playing front to back in his speed and getting back to what they did really well with the Dodgers in 2022 isn't that 
all you had to do with Tyler Anderson and go, <laughs> Tyler, I know you're struggling. Let's yeah. look at some video from last year. Yeah. With the, like, it just seems like the most basic, stupid, minimal stuff that they had to do. And now a competent guy is going to come in yeah. and, and help get these guys right. And the other part of it is, Mike, is, I mean, even if Barry Enright isn't like the smartest guy in the world or what have you, at least like we're going from like zero to something. Yeah. It feels like the last few years with the coaching staff is we've been like in the, we've had like a negative war coaching yes. staff. You know what I'm yes. saying? A, a negative OPS plus coaching staff. This, and so this at feels, least we have competence, right? This feels like we're getting back to zero. Right. And, at and least, I, I yeah. had, I had uh, a lunch with a friend yesterday and we were talking about the angels. And one of the things that I said to him, and I really believe this, John, is that this coaching staff, Ron Washington as well, they they bring five to seven wins to this team just because they're competent coaches. And we haven't had a competent synergy coaching staff yeah. in a long time. I mean, I think you got to go back to like Bud Black, Mickey Hatcher, and and Mike Sosha and Ron Renick, you know, Ron Renicky and all those guys, right? Like you got to go back to those days. Alfredo Griffin, it just it just felt like those guys loved each other, worked together, and were really great at coaching this Angel team. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it feels like, and I know it's just feelings, but it feels like we've got a really great coaching staff. But specifically with Barry Enright, he can identify things, but they're not like deep, crazy things. He's just, he's keeping it simple. And I think simple is always the most satisfying and always the most clear and always the most helpful. And that's what he's doing with this pitching staff. And I love it. This is what we talk about when we say the coaching staff is going to raise the floor Yeah, because the talent is there. Obviously, these guys are in the majors and they've had success. We've seen success. These guys are going to hone in on that talent and help make these guys way more successful in 2024. The final conversation uh, that Sam Blum had with Barry Enright had to do with the plan that he has and the development of the players. And, and and Sam asked a question about the Angels feeling like, seeming like they were really scripted last yeah. year. Like, this is what you have to do. And when we talked about Tyler Anderson, I think Anderson was somebody that was really scripted and it wasn't beneficial to him. And so Barry responded by saying, yeah, I, I've definitely gotten feedback from all different departments and areas about feeling scripted. Like they have to follow the playbook, right? Instead of, what was it? Data, uh, not data driven, but influenced by data, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not going to only have this thing drive them. This is the part that I was excited to talk about earlier in the show. Yeah. And it's, uh, he, he said, I've gotten all feedback from all the different departments. And it seems like every guy, took ownership and said, hey, yeah, we did this way too much. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things in the interview they said to me, which was great, they said, Barry, you have full autonomy to say no to us, and we're going to need you to do it because we're wow. going to come down uh, with suggestions. And I told them, all I want is feedback. Throw data at me. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask for data sets on this and that. I'm going to ask if this guy's arm angles have dropped, and I'm going to ask if, uh, how is he moving? Hmm. I'm going to ask all the things and absorb it, go through it and see where it applies and then simplify it and dumb it down. But then he also said, when they throw suggestions at you, we want you to be able to say no. Hmm. Um, that's their safeguarding against them understanding the last few years 
uh, of, of where they've been. So they need somebody to say no. And, and then Barry said that he got to experience this with the Diamondbacks yep. over the last couple of years. They were times where they chased, and, and the idea of chasing something is like seeing, oh, we need to get more of that. We got to do more of that. And that's uh, chasing the digital scouting platform, the TrackMan. He said there were times where we chased the pitch shaping and the pitch design and how mm. cool that pitch looked on TrackMan. And he said, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's got 20 inches of sweep. Oh my gosh, it's got 22 inches of ride. But if you can't throw it in the zone, then it doesn't matter. He said right. it was never a strike and it was not breaking out of the hand. And eventually the hitter will tell you if it's a good pitch or not. So he said the ultimate feedback here is the strike zone. I think that's what was forgotten a little bit. And and Mike, it just seems so true that the Angels analytic department got so enamored with, uh, hey, Reed, your slider is really cooking, man. Look at the way it it breaks and look at the way it yeah. moves. And yeah, yeah but it, it doesn't do anything if you can't get guys to Absolutely. swing on strike three, right? Or Absolutely. you can't hit the zone. And so this is what Barry's talking about is, yes, these guys have the ability to have good stuff, but it's got to be effective during the yeah. game, right? Yeah. And, and, that's what leadership is about, right? This is right. why they've needed they've needed a leader in this position for a really long time. Sure, that looks cool on a computer screen, and 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 that slider looks sexy as it's dropping twenty two inches, right? Like th that's fantastic. But yeah, if you can't throw it in the strike zone or a, a batter's not swinging at it, it means absolutely nothing, right? And and that's not going to change the game for anybody. It's only going to make it worse. It's just so dumb to me that this is where we've been. <laughs> the last few years. And and to be fair, he said he ran into the same thing with the Diamondbacks. And yeah. and you can look at how much they improved in their starting staff with the guys that they have. But it's just so it's, it's not exclusively an Angels problem. Yeah. But it's just it's so stupid to me that like, yeah, of course, it's you got to hit the strike zone. Like, what are you right. what are you talking about? Right. So I, at least Barry's coming in here with that understanding of that's that's all real great guys you got a killer curveball but if it doesn't get guys out then what's the point i love that you know what's so interesting about the analytics department in the angels is there hasn't been you know a lot of uh, affirmation of it but i wonder if it's simply because they just haven't had a leader to help disseminate that information right oh, they haven't course. had somebody to be able to take it and use it for the best and benefit of the player and Barry talked about that with the involvement with minor league development. He said that he's had a conversation with Dom Chidi, the minor league pitching coordinator. And he said, I told him, I, I want to, I want to dive in with him and I'm definitely going to come and I'm going to hear, hear more about what the team is doing instead of them telling me all about it and just hearing about the successes and failures and where they think they can get better on the pitching side. And then here's where simple is always the most powerful. Listen to what he said. He goes, uh, I know the one one of the things that I implemented uh, with the Diamondbacks was we used Slack. I love Slack. It's a, a group messaging application, right? We use it with the organization I work at. And he said, we used it for everything. And when using Slack, every player throughout the organization had their own Slack channel. And so we had all their bullpen notes in that channel, their grip changes in that channel, where they were struggling. Every piece of information about that guy was uploaded to Slack. And so wherever he went, whatever level he went to, there was a backlog of mm. information. The pitching coach of that of that team at that level would, would know exactly what this pitcher has struggled with and would know exactly what they're doing really well on grips, all types of different things. And he said, this was so helpful with the diamondbacks and Johnny that that might just be, again, it's a, it's been a leadership issue with the angels forever. Yeah. 
It may not have been because Matt Wise wasn't a great coach. It's just a leadership issue and being able to take the things that are available and going, Reed needs this, Sandoval needs that, and so on, right? Can I can I infer something here? Uh, not imply, but infer. This is what I'm getting from this conversation and what we've seen happen. So you and I were were disappointed that Buddy Carlisle is no longer in the organization, right? Mm -hmm. Because of what he was able to do for the minor leaguers. However, I am more comfortable knowing that Barry is bringing this mentality to the Angels and that he's going to work with Dom Chidi in the minors to kind of, you know, keep up with what they're what they're doing and perhaps bring some philosophy from the majors to the minors. And that's the problem, Mike, is the philosophy in the minors has been totally different from the philosophy in the majors. And and this is what I'm inferring. Alex Taman is no longer part of this organization. And we know that he's been the spreadsheet guy mm -hmm. and the uh the playbook guy and telling pitchers that you can't call your own pitches or you can't shake off what the catcher's given you to you or or vice versa, right? The pitchers call their own pitches because that's the way it's going to be. And and it and and the, this playbook comes down from on high and it it upset Joe Madden, it upset Phil Nevin. We talked about how they had to have a conversation about like, "No, Phil, let let Phil pick his bullpen pieces out mm -hmm. of the like we can't follow this script, right?" And and to hear that there was a script and to hear that there was this sort of game plan or what have you. I think a lot of that goes away now that Alex Taman is gone, especially yeah. with the fact that Perry in this interview says, you tell us when we're wrong and you tell us no. And, and so I think the whole philosophy here has changed from this like over dominating uh, uh, version of analytics. That's like, you got to stick to the plan when it's what he exactly, he said, he wants to be yeah. informed, but not driven. And I think the Angels have been driven all these past years. And now Barry is going to, like you said, be a good leader and help inform how to get these pitchers to be even more successful next year. Yeah. And to put a button on this conversation, Johnny, I, I love what Barry had to say, but it's just an affirmation of Perry having the guys that he wants, the manager that he wants to be able to implement what he believes is the vision for this team. And mm -hmm. sounds like for the first time in a long time, with the caveat that we haven't been able to hear from the coaches, but it sounds like for the first time in a long time that this team is moving upstream. This team is moving in the same direction. This team is doing what they need to do to be successful. And they all understand they're not doing their own thing. They're working right. together. It's not siloed anymore. It's connected. And I love that. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And everydayers, remember that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Angels and connect with Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to the YouTube video for today's show and get in the comments and let us know what you think about Barry Enright and what he might be able to do for this pitching staff in 2024. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? John, I have a challenge for you. 
Okay. Uh, I, I would like I would like to take a segment on Monday, and you take a segment, and then we'll respond in the final segment. Okay. Let's see if we can come up with a reasonable, logical, not not a wish or a dream, but a reasonable, logical way of getting Anthony Rendon's contract off of the book. Oh, okay. All How right. can, can we trade him? That's the question. Can we trade him? So let's use the trade simulator. Let's work through the trade simulator. And locked on everydayers, since you know that we're going to be talking about this on Monday, why don't you give us some options in the comments? And perhaps that third segment can be your segment. Let's see if we can trade away Anthony Rendon reasonably, logically, not not stupidly. We're not going to say, hey, we're going to trade him for... No fantasy know. booking. Exactly. Yeah. So let's do that on Monday on Locked on Angels. All right. Uh, your homework this weekend, Locked on Everydayers, is to uh, pass your suggestions along for Monday show. All right, friends. Thanks for being here. We do hope you have a great weekend. Until Monday, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here. Everybody take care, and we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs>